Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the From the Finney podcast with Ollie, Jimmy and me, Jake. This week we're going to discuss Saturday's defeat against Rotherham with former striker Chris Brown before we answer some listener questions and then finish by looking ahead to the post-international break game against Sheffield Wednesday. Enjoy! How are we fellas? Are we good? Yeah, good mate, thanks. Good. Jimmy? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Good. Sort of getting over yesterday, but we'll, uh, we'll yeah, come on to that same. shortly. And uh, we'll we'll welcome in our our guest for the well half the episode, uh, Chris Brown. How we getting on? Good mate, how are Good. you? Yeah, spot on. No G and T tonight. Nah, I'm having a night off. Just one though. No, just one night. <laughs> Not got <laughs> the fish nets lying around. Nah, but in the wash. I think I've shrunk them actually. <laughs> 60 degree wash. Well, that was funny last week when I was just going through my Instagram stories on a Sunday morning. So, oh, is that, mate. Is that Brownie's actual ball bag? <laughs> I had a few people asking if they were real. Of course I claimed them. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yesterday then, you, you were there for Radio Lanks, I think, was it? Yeah, I was with Gary Hunt. First one I've been to, actually. I did pre-season. I did um, Chef U pre-season. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just all a bit messed up, isn't it? With it, obviously the precautions and stuff, and it's quite surreal. But yeah, how was it? What do you mean the game or the? Well, just going into the stadium and that. Yeah, I mean they were pretty thorough. Yeah, mass. I mean, because Chris said you were in Londoners were there, and we were just stood basically where we we're about to record, and just obviously took our mask off before broadcasting. Somebody came over and. So make sure you've got your masks on, lads, which is good. You know, they were pretty uh, they were pretty on the ball. Yeah. But obviously you, you sat separate from who you're commentating with. And yeah, it's just a bit just a bit weird. But apparently there's loads. I mean, there's a lot, loads of Aggie players have got it, haven't they? Or yeah, I think, I think so. Lads. So I don't know what's going to happen. No, it's yeah, strange they're... times. Very strange times. Yeah. They've um, just come back, haven't they, Aki? They had, was it 19 they had? Yeah, yeah. I think so. What nineteen? They had it. Yeah, yeah. They tested positive. Yeah, mad on it. One player, can, one one person can so easily spread it though to like the whole. So I don't think they have to test. They know in League One. I think it's yeah. voluntary, isn't it? So yeah. I, I thought that all teams have to get tested every few days, but you forget that it costs money. Yeah, teams can't afford it. Obviously, in the Premier League, they can just every other day, practically or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's quite a big expense as well. I think, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm on about. Yeah. Well, we were saying on the radio yesterday that somebody gets it, can isolate, self-isolate for 10 days, come back and somebody else get it. And then it's like any other bit, any other business will just kind of shut down, won't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a nightmare, really, but I suppose that's it's the way things are at the moment. At least we've got at least there's games going on though, but yeah, at least it's not been stopped as well. Yeah. That would have been a nightmare. But the thing is, it's one of them. Like, imagine if this carries on for Aki all the way through, and they end up getting relegated at the end of the season due to having to make six or seven changes every week. Mm. It's yeah, tough, isn't it? especially at that level when they're not getting gate receipts either. Exactly, they're literally, they're on the knees. You know, some of these teams. I know. Are they are they getting funding? Do you know? Are they get are they getting any help from the nothing the, yet? The, no, nothing. 
done about this package, aren't they, from the Premier League? But they can't. No one can agree it because obviously the Premier League don't want to be funding championship teams that might be coming up and then replacing them next season potentially. But it's yeah. the clubs in League One and League Two. So like, that it can't go on forever. Yeah. You know, having no crowds in. I know, obviously, the next four weeks are tough as well. We've been a lockdown, but it's just a nightmare. You know, National League have obviously had the money from the lottery, but what do League One and Two do? I think the eye follows an absolute pity <laughs> as well, isn't it? I think Accrington chairman's been on saying he gets like a few thousand pounds or something. Yeah, it's very negligible, so isn't it? They got they got nothing coming in. Mm. So where, where does that go then? Actually, the the company. It, that- it, it, I think it gets split up in. Uh, I don't know how it works. I think the home team gets a bit more and then it's based on the amount of streams, I think, or something. So a team like Accrington's going to get nothing, basically. Yeah. A few grand, if that. Yeah. First 500, um, I think it is. First 500 away tickets go to the home team. Yeah. But then the rest of it goes to the away team. So I think they play um, they play Ipswich or something like that. Yeah. And they, had like two, they had two and a half thousand Ipswich fans stream it. I think it was 2,300, but Accrington only got 500 of them. So Ipswich, even though they've got money, they're getting even more, you know, because I think yeah. Accrington only had like 400 home streams themselves. Jesus. So it's like, just kills them. Yeah, massively. Talking of being killed, I think it's safe to say we got killed yesterday. Disappointing, wasn't it, lads? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was really looking forward to it because they played really well in the Chef, the Chef U game. I know it was only pre-season, but, and obviously you look at the away form, but it was just a, for the first five minutes, I thought this is going to be a disaster of a game. Yeah, it was one of them. You, where you, you could tell early on, couldn't you? Yeah, massively. And, and to, to be fair, the P and A lads were, were at it in terms of work rate and tackling, and that it was just the other side of it was shite. Yeah, I yeah. actually thought I actually said, did I say to you or did I put it on Twitter that first ten minutes, I think we more than doubled them in every like defensive aspects, like tackles, interceptions, headers. We looked bang up for it, and I thought the game would settle down, but it just never settled down, did it? No. Like, even, even after like 30 minutes, it was still, felt like 90% of the game was being played in the middle. There yeah. Was just no space anywhere. Like you said, they did the hard job well. The centre half would win the headers, and it would fall to a fullback, and you think, right, just pick a pass, put your foot on the ball, and get give it to a midfielder. But it was just a, a hoof to Reese, mm. who I felt sorry for all game. Paul yeah, thought, service was thought, poor, isn't it? I thought Richard Wood, to be fair, did quite well. I think he's like 36 now. Yeah, yeah. he's getting on a bit, isn't he? But um, yeah, I thought he dealt with him quite well, to be fair. But the thing is, it's two, it was 2v1. And yeah. I looked a lot of the time and they had a sitting midfielder in front of him as well. So yeah. any balls that were coming up, he didn't have a chance. It was only when um, Barkhazen came on that he occupied somebody else close to Stock- Stockley. And that's what he got a couple of times when Stockley just flicked it, flicked it on, didn't he, and got in. Yeah. But only because he was occupying somebody else in the vicinity. Remember the ball going up and Johnson was the closest one to him and it was 20 yards away. And it was like, I, don't, I, I haven't heard any reviews. What's, what did Neil say after it? Oh, he's slammed <laughs> just, he's, um, he's gone to town. Has he? Pissed off, I think, was something along the lines. Yeah, he, he's basically said that there's only Ledson and Gallagher that's come out of the game with any credit. Yeah, well, I thought Barkay's changed the game in a way Yeah, when he came on. But I've never seen Johnson give the ball away so much, first half especially. Yeah. Um, I thought Johnson and Potts were quite poor yesterday. Just, I don't know if Johnson was up for it yesterday. I'm not sure. It just felt like he weren't as involved as he should be. Yeah, well, he's he's a, lot, a lot of minutes though, aren't they? Yeah, but even just intensity from the start, I'm not sure he was fully there. 
he had he had a big chance, didn't he? Yeah, um, a it's a different game if that goes in. But yeah. he's normally the one that just brings a bit of composure and puts his foot on the ball and makes easy passes. And it, it took until I remember looking at the clock and it was forty-four minutes where he looked up and, and the pass wasn't on, so he's just turned out and give it to the left back and they've sprayed it out wide and created a chance from it. Forty-four minutes before somebody actually put the foot on the ball and didn't force it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't want to fucking criticise players and that, but I'd have brought Potts off probably a long time before that the mistake. It wasn't his. It wasn't one of his better games, was it? Far from it, to be fair. I think a lot of it, you know, when you look at our fixtures, and we've played seven games in twenty days, and a lot of these lads have played the majority of the games. I think Brownie's played every minute, and that you know to play nine hours of football in twenty days at this level, it, it, it's not more in it really. When you think about it, it's it's just like because the intensity of the championship is so ferocious at times. Just like I think that you know, he needed to mix it up. I think for me yesterday, I think they made five, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, when you're bollocks, the last place you want to go is Rotherham. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're offer any, if you've 10% off it, you, you're going to get stung. You know, well, it was one of the games where, where you have it, where you have it, and just keep it nice and, it, and you might have half a chance, but you have, you've got to be right at it. You could see that from the first first whistle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you must know yourself, like, the closest you'll probably come to that is Christmas. Yeah. Like Christmas period. And I bet that's bad enough. Never mind what, yeah. what they're going through at the minute. Like what they've played then seven games in twenty odd days. Yeah, yeah. Probably been a bit harsh then because that is that is a lot. Alan Irvin used to change. The, you know, if we're playing Saturday Monday or whatever, he used to change. Definitely used to change the two strikers. But it's probably one of them where they're they're a victim of their own success in terms of being away from home because you go to Redden, it's impossible to change the team, isn't it? You think let's just get get try and get a bit of momentum to take back to Deepdale. Yeah, second half then, obviously. Story on the whole did well, but I think for the goal, it's just a little mistake. He's lost his man. I think on the whole recently he's done okay, but it's just these little moments, these little incidents where he's he's giving the ball away or he's a bit sloppy or he's losing his marker from a set piece or a cross or whatever. Yeah, I, I, think, think, it was... won, I think he won 20, 20 headers yesterday. So yeah. that was by far the most on the pitch, I think. But just keep yeah. it's just set pieces again, isn't it? It's just... I don't know if he got caught under the ball. Didn't, then, Wood, didn't Wood block somebody? I, I haven't seen it back, but it looked to me like they've planned it where it's going to go at the back stick and Wood's going to block whoever headed it down. I'm going to have to watch it again, but yeah. that's what it looked like to me where they've just played on Wood and it's obviously just landed to Wood and he's, he's hit it in, but yeah. I don't know if somebody got blocked or whatever. I might, be, I might have just miss, missed it. I think it was 2v2 at the back post, weren't it? And I think it was Brown. Was it Brown? Yeah, he Brown got lost the header. And I think Story just half turned round. All right, turned his and, back. Yeah, yeah. And I think he scored against us before, hadn't he, Richard Wood? Last time he went there, I think he might have scored against us. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I think it was on New Year's Day, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know Will oh, Holt scored the free kick, didn't he? I know that. Yeah. But yeah, I thought Story was all right. Like, I thought I was impressed with him, to be honest. Yeah, I just first time I think that's about the first time I've seen him play. And he, there was a time first half, and it was probably from his mistake. He's he's kind of taken a heavy touch, and he's he's won three tackles in a row. And I thought fair play to you because they were probably they weren't in his favour. Showed a bit of pace second half, running running into channel, but yeah, that is, 
you can do well for 80 odd minutes, can't you? But if you if you yeah. bolt for goals, it's a tough one. I think Neil likes him, to be fair, because Neil spoke about his pace and his strength and stuff. Um, I just think Bauer, Bauer and Davis yesterday were just a, a massive miss, I think, because especially when, especially when you take out Hughes as well. Hughes in the air is quite decent in the air, so... And he was yeah, quite vocal yeah. as well, Alex Neil, about the, the lack of balance, saying that there was basically there was no left footers in there. Yeah, yeah. I think if there's one game you probably want Hughes to play, it probably would have been yesterday, wouldn't it? Yeah. As an overall, but... Mm-hmm. Just... It was good air, really, as well as being left-footed as well, because it just lacked balance, didn't it? I think, yeah. you know, and he said it post-match, but yeah, it, was, it was tough on Stoll yesterday, because like, he's done well all game, and then, like, the corner it's the one mistake he's made in the game and it's it's cost us the first goal and it's like that's four mistakes in the past sort of seven eight games now which have cost us goals and it's it's a shame like because they're always impacting us negatively mm-hmm. that his mistakes it's not like we just get you know if you're 2-0 up and he makes a mistake and it's 2-1 then you see the game out then nobody nobody remembers it but like because he's making a mistake and then we're getting punished for a result it, it's tough for the lad that's it when, um, it, when it leads to a goal it's a, you get exposed, don't you? But yeah. I couldn't see them getting back into it. Uh, you just thought, yeah. rather than we're going to see the game out. But I mean, th- think uh, Fisher was was struggling for twenty odd minutes. Mm, I don't know if he's fit. Yeah, you know, he, he got. I don't know. What we thought he got he, winded, he, didn't he? He got landed on, didn't he? On the side. It was worse, and he must have done something to his rib or yeah. something because he was he he couldn't even lift his arm up, mm. and um, because they were playing the diamond. That's where the fullbacks can get out. So yeah. there was times when he, he could have been 15 yards up the pitch receiving the ball from, from the midfielder or the centre half. And he because he was struggling, I think it was only when Brown went to right back actually that they started started picking up a little bit. But whether that's a coincidence or what, I don't know. But it's just not another thing that goes against you away from home, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. With our with our luck with well, with Darnell's luck with injuries as well, I wouldn't be surprised if he has broken his rib. Oh no. Can you play on if you break a rib? Just a sore one, like every yeah. every deep breath. Yeah. But is he is he is he prone to that? Is he? Because I heard Alex Nate, I heard just a snippet saying we we uh, Daniel Fisher's had to come off again. So yeah. I don't know if is he two, does he bad injury? Two games ago, I think was it his first game back. He he lasted about sixty minutes and came off the one at, the one at home, uh, the Birmingham game, I think it was. And that, that was his first game since Norwich, I think, which was our, what, Norwich was our second game this season, was it? So Yeah. Brown, his, his, only, his record of consecutive appearances, consecutive appearances for us is nine. He's been a, this is what, his third year? Yeah. Third or fourth, isn't it? Yeah. He just can't put, he can't put runs of games together because he either gets suspended or he gets injured. Mm-hmm. So he, he played like 26 games out out of the 46 last year. By the way, very good, isn't he? Defensively, I only obviously just saw him defensively yesterday, but he's very good. Yes, yeah. He reminds us of a, a lad from Blackburn, Niambi. Yeah, yeah. Like quick and strong in the tackle. I think he's one of the best in the league. Me, I think when he when he doesn't play, he's just a massive miss. Uh, but he just hasn't been on the pitch pitch enough. I think obviously their goal comes from. I think Brown's on the halfway line when they when Potts plays a square pass. He's further up. He's in the final third. When you look yeah. at it, yeah, yeah he's is. really high up. Because so, Potts turned out, hasn't he? So I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone for the overlap, Brown. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Yeah, so obviously, I don't know. I think he obviously must have just went to the diamond just to get two up front. But I don't know. I don't but Yeah. I didn't understand it, me. Obviously, I thought he might have gone three at the back if he was going to change anything. But We obviously, we only noticed it early second half, the diamond. How early did you notice it? Same. Yeah. And I, I, I was... I was trying to think in the first half when when they did go to the diamond, but because it, I mean, it just shows you that it didn't work first half because they still couldn't couldn't get out. They were still just it was almost panic, panic clearances and and what have you. But uh, I can't really remember it. I think when yeah. you got Rafferty on one side, he's right footed and he hates going past the halfway line, and then you got Fisher on the other side who can't move. Yeah, it's just a shocking system, isn't it? To to be working with when you got no fullbacks who can yeah. do anything for you. So, like you said before about the being so condensed in the middle, mm. they didn't they didn't look to get out get out wide. But like you say, if lads aren't aren't willing to cross the halfway line, then you're banging your head against. Yeah, I thought Rotherham Rotherham. To be fair, I thought their their wide players gave him a bit of an outlet out wide. Thought Joseph soon, however you say it, and is it Wiles on the other side? However you say it, however you've just said it, it was better than what Lonners was doing yesterday. I, I don't know what he was on about <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, I thought one-on-one, um, on one I thought their wingers actually got them up the pitch. And it, we just don't have any wingers in our squad, do we? Sinclair's not a winger for me. Um, and Bowden, Bowden has not kicked a ball, has he, since the Swans? Yeah, so... I forgot he even played in that. To be fair, yeah. So we're—I think we're just asking a lot of our fullbacks, but they just can't give you it. Yeah. At the minute, so yeah. But I thought we did well to get back in the game because, like Brownie said, I just so, thought he might just peter out. But mm, yeah. it's a good finish from Ledson, To be fair, through a crowd as well. Through the ref as well. Ref got oh, right was in it? the way. Ref got right in the way of him. You have to run round a ref. I didn't know if that. Did you see the one where I think it was Ledson as well when he's went got to pass forward? It's hit the ref. Yeah. They've given it to Rotherham. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, I thought, that yeah, I thought the ref was a bit odd yesterday. I think he let a lot of things go, didn't he? And then he pulled up on a lot of like minor things. So because I think I think Gary Hunt cursed him because he said he, he let the game flow. He's not one of them to stop start. Ever since he said that, he was being the right fanny. One <laughs> <laughs> up for everything. Yeah, that's. I think probably the most frustrating thing is that once they got the goal, you thought at the very worst they're going to get a point. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to leave with a point. If not, because uh, they, they had that free kick, didn't they? Where you thought could could have better delivery, something would have happened. But you never ever thought that they were going to lose the game after being shit for majority. And I think a lot of North End fans that have taken that, you know, just before an international break, it's been a scrappy game. Stay unbeaten on the road. It's a point we move on. I think Alex Neil would have taken it as well. Absolutely, yeah. Because you get games like that, like seven games and whatever, just take the point and move on. Mm. Yeah. I just can't understand why we were so open and Potts has played a square pass. He's not not under massive pressure, though. He's, He's... I think he's gone with the outside of his boot, hasn't he? And just, I just don't know what he's doing there. And then Rafferty can bring the man down. Was it, was it raining, Brownie, or was it just foggy? Just misty. So it wasn't even like there'd have been water on the pitch to... Nah, nah. If anything, it would. If the, what, that bit of dew would have made it travel faster. Zip a bit, yeah. Zip it, yeah. But I, I thought 
for some reason I thought Rafferty had been booked for the goal, but it must have been. It must was it story brought him down. No, so the goal, Brownie. So Rafferty's gone to try and tackle him, but obviously he's not taken him down. He's not stopped the attack, and he's got booked for that afterwards. So he's got yeah. booked for he's got he's got he's got booked and not even took the man. Oh Jesus! But the first goal for the free kick, did somebody not get booked? I'm sure it was a cynical one. Yeah, it was DJ. DJ. Ah, right. DJ got booked. Yeah. When he's done it, I thought, what's he doing? He's he's off. If he brings him down. Yeah. But in hindsight, he flipping he should have done. Would you never take a second yellow there? Not in that. Not in that instance. If, mm, if too far from goal. If he's blatantly going through one on one, you think? Yeah. I'll say you're in the showers, lads. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> yeah. But I think he had two little goes at him, though. I think he went in and then he fought better and then he was past him. And then I think Bra- uh, Potts could have even took him down on the edge of the box. Yeah. yeah. I think, who was it who did it, Jimmy, the other week? And we loved it. Brown, wasn't it? Brown, and ba- was it? Yeah. Brown did it and Pat did it as well at Huddersfield. Yeah, oh, yeah that was the other one. It's like, they both did it. And it's like, because we, we said the week before on the pod, didn't we? Just manage the game better. Yeah, because that's all he needs to do yesterday. Rafferty just needs to just take the guy out. It doesn't yeah. matter how you do it. Rugby tackle him if you need to. Yeah, but like just just don't don't let him get through. And, and then obviously leave us what I think we're three against four, weren't we at that point? But then obviously we just don't get anywhere near him. Yeah, so it's just poor, yeah, right? It's just a shit pass from the start, lads. Stop it at all. Right. Yeah, it's no weight on the pass either. That's the, you know like outside at boot, no weight on his pass. I'm like, mm. what's he doing? Mm. It's just really frustrating. Yeah. He he started six out of seven games as well, Potts, you know. So he's probably blowing because I don't think he's started. He doesn't usually start that many games. No, I don't remember him having a run like this. Just, I know, but even if you're blowing, it's just just shit in it. I think, what did Neil say? Neil went for Potts without calling it, saying his name, didn't he? So kept talking about the pass. We passed it to them. We passed it to them. We passed the ball away. All Mm. that sort of stuff. He's been decent though, hasn't he? He has been good for us. Yeah, he has to be fair. No, actually, disappointing in him yesterday. But if he's been doing well, then fit and, and and Neil praised him as well during the week, didn't he? Yeah. When he was talking about Sinclair being a moments player and and why he's been playing him on the right, he said Potts on the left has been doing well, and and yeah. praised him. So I think he's had I think he's had the most shots for us, Potts. I think. Has he really? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. loves getting a shot off, doesn't he? Cutting in off the left and just getting a shot off. So yeah, he's been doing fine for us, but. I'm not sure of how, how often he's going to start at home. I think he needs to start changing up a bit. Well, to be fair, I think he has changed up a bit, but I think he struggles against teams that you have to break down, Dunny Potts. Yeah. He's got to start back here, isn't he, really, lads? Yeah. yeah. He's not started that many, has he, Brownie, this yeah. season? Someone mentioned about Maguire before. Maguire's not really started, and Bark, he's not yeah, started well, that many. Come on he to Maguire in a bit. Maguire a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's, he's had a couple of injuries, Maguire. So, but I think we're always look a better team with Barky on the pitch. Yeah, it made a difference yesterday because Stockley didn't really have to do much, but he got on the end of a couple of his flick ons, and he looks like he always looks like he's going to make something happen. Yeah, even without the ball, he's runs in behind, and that I think. It... Yeah. Do you think it should have been a penalty when he was through? Nah, nah. It did not not from from where I was. It looked like the keeper. Like, don't know I know he was he was calling for it, but but did he though? He just went like that. Oh, didn't, yeah, fair enough. You really think it's a penalty? You're up and you yeah in the face. Yeah, I you're think he, 
keep us done well, I think. There. Yeah. Looked like a, a skinny Connor Ripley to me. I think that was, was his, yesterday, you know? that was his first ever start in English football, weren't it? I think yesterday. We didn't really test him, did we? Not really. He really messed up with a back pass. Yeah. Yeah. And he's nowhere. We're, we're stop, he's at the post. He's yeah. absolutely nowhere. He's in no man's yeah. land. Like. Yeah. Thought See, that was in. Yeah. If that goes in, you think. Scabbed it. Yeah. yeah. But again, a good ball from Galley. Good yeah, I thought it was all right. Galley. Yeah. I thought it was all right when he came on. Again, somebody to put the foot on the ball mm. and make yeah. a few passes. It was crap. It was crying out for it. Even one of them would just just start him. If you know it's going to be like that and you want to play your own game, put, play somebody that's going to put the foot on the ball and make a few passes under pressure. Yeah. I said in our group then, uh, that Saturday, Saturday morning, I was like, I just think Gally might play today. There's, there's just something, you know, when I've seen Rotherham this season and like you, you know how, how he's set up, you know, we've not we've we've not attempted any three balls yesterday. It's like it's just it's, when you've got a player like Emil Reese on the pitch to try and use his pace against a back line that's that slow and you know quite static, you, you need someone that's going to be able to pick a pass out because you know DJ was DJ weren't on it yesterday. I think we can all say that, can't we? It's like you, you need someone that can put his foot on the ball and just, and, and just pick out that run because he was making him Emil, but he had no one with him and he had no one that was spotting him. It was like Alex Neil said before. The, the last thing he said was, "Right lads, turn these the slowest foot." And they've taken that literally every time they've got the ball. Yeah. Try to find him. Yeah. Panel or whatever. And it was. But How frustrated are you at half time if you're in as a centre forward? If I'm in, I'm thinking, what league have I signed into here? <laughs> just just on that on, on that small. Yeah, yeah. I looked at him, I thought, he looks lost. He looks. He was, you know, the ball was coming over his head and he was just like. And he worked, he, he did work hard. He, he, he put a shift in. But it was almost like, give us a chance, lads. Yeah. yeah and he, that, that chance he created was out of nothing, weren't it, really? For DJ. I think it, yeah. I think he was yeah, too he up. He made the most out of a, yeah. a hoof upfield. Um, but I think even when Stockley came on, even if he wasn't winning his headers, he was not giving the defender a free header. I think that's what Reese might, he'll learn to do that, to use his body a little bit better. Because um, there was a couple of times Stockley's just give the give the defender one, and it's just kind of dropped and pressed. Uh, Peony were picking up the, the second balls a lot more than when when Reese was on the pitch. But he's got he's obviously got more to his game than that. Yeah, and, and he's twenty two as well. Exactly, exactly. And it looks like a good signing. I don't know if is he going away. Do you know? Do don't I don't I've not seen not, anything. No, no. I hope he's not. I think it's just DJ and uh, and Brown this time, isn't it? Yeah, it's played a lot of footy, Annie. Mm. There's a yeah. the thing about the Danish players, isn't there? They can't they, if they go, they've got a quarantine when they come back. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Oh, right. Thing is, it, it was one of them, and you could probably say for six or seven of them that he's looked like he's played six or seven games in three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So they'll have a couple of weeks off, hopefully, if, if he hasn't gone, and they'll be back at it. Just on on the second goal that we conceded, what what are your thoughts, all three of you, on on Hunts and his movement positioning? I think you've got to decide whether to pass him over because there is no one marking Crooks, is there? No. Um, so I don't think you, I don't know. Obviously, he's followed the run, but you can't just leave a free man like that, I don't think. Mm. He's like 10 yards out, mm-hmm. 10, 12 yards out. He's a, he's a decent little player, I think, Crooks, but 
think if you leave yeah. the runner as well, he's he's just running offside. He's running into the middle where the, the ball ain't going to be played in the middle, is it? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's still a solid player, isn't he, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he's there's a mixture of things. So Cooks has run from the halfway line and no one's actually spotted him. When you watch it back, it's like, how, how have we not actually... I, I just don't get how we've not seen that run. Mm. Well, Potts um, has run back from the halfway line as well, so you'd have thought he'd have seen him, but he's just gone straight to the ball. Yeah, I think... That's people... what you do when you make a mistake, isn't it, I think? Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, but, that, but then that needs to come maybe from the defenders and go, right, you, fucking get over there just to, to divert your attention from getting the ball back or just mm. run it. Just yeah. right, Potsy, fill in there or whatever, you know? Yeah. Might have to come from somewhere else. But... Yeah, that was my thing. I thought we should have either passed Ladapo on because it's his run inside that takes once with him and just frees up the space for Cooks. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not great, is it? Let's be honest. Well, however you look at it, a it's, it's a shambles, round. isn't it? So it's just a poor goal all round. You know, mm. you get yourself back into the game and then you can see the goal like that. It's no one that manager you a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's been shit for 70 minutes. Look like you've turned a corner. Get back into the game. Look like you're going to win the game and then go and lose it by when you're, you're halfway in there half with, yeah. with good position. It's like, come on, lads. But... Yeah, I think I think if we have I think if we have Davis, Bauer, Fisher, fully fit, Hughes, Pearson, I think it would have been a different result yesterday. I think it was when you look at the team who finished it. I think it was quite weak, weren't it? Yeah, Com- compared to what we've got as well. He's not yeah. got a first choice defender on the pitch. Yeah, at the end of the game, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Ben Pearson, Ben Pearson yesterday as well. Perfect for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's not been much said about Pearson, but hopefully Davis is back for the Sheffield Wednesday game. Well, we got told it probably December, didn't we? When he first yeah. when he first went off, so it must like, have been about a month ago. That now, yeah. Well, we, it was eight weeks, weren't it? The, the, was what, it the was, Cardiff was game at rumored. home? Can't remember, Jake. There's been so many games, haven't there? Yeah. But I think he's missed. I think he's missed the last six now. I think he can get his foot on the ball as well. I know. So, yeah, I think. Your first choice defence and then your defensive midfield is missing. So yeah, tough. Point, isn't it? You would have taken a point, wouldn't you, and just fucked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Couple of questions for you then, Brownie. Yes, ma'am. How's retirement treating you? Good. I'm living the dream. My little boy's two now, so I have him after the week, and obviously we've got the podcast. Uh, we fit that around whenever we can. So normally Wednesdays, Thursdays, or Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, but the main thing for me is just being able to be there for my little boy half the week. Because uh, I'm not with his mum, but um, at a young age, I just wanted to make sure that I was there for him and just watch him grow up. And thankfully, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. But I did nothing for 18 months in terms of working or anything but, and probably struggled a little bit. Yeah. But uh, in a good place. Uh, do, you think, do you think the pod helped you with that? Oh, massively, yeah, yeah, massively. Because it's you got you seeing old mates for a start. You're getting that crack. Yeah, but it's yeah, we are very, very. I say to Johnny every day, we, we've we've swam the channel, <laughs> <laughs> doing that. Uh, Chris and Chris and Matty do very well. You know, getting putting yeah. the episodes together, editing, and all that, and um. And it's it's enjoyable, even like the live stuff that we do. 
yeah, doing it for our sanity more than anything. Because what else do you do in, in, in a lockdown or on a Saturday night when you can't go out? Just have a quiz and drink till four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a few funny nights watching a lot of you. Yeah. Um, it. I know, but we just want to get the games back because the best part of the, doing the podcast is the away, the away days. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the good going to championship games and what have you, but even better when you go abroad. So I don't think, but I don't think we're going to get any of that this season. Yeah. Just uh, what what was it like, like from from your point of view? I know you've probably spoken about it elsewhere, but when you went to was it Poland for that away day? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Pa- I mean, Park is a funny. He he was. <laughs> you can't swear on it, can you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we're not we're not precious. <laughs> he uh, he was he was white as a ghost. It was just the um, and the mad thing about it, there was no away fans allowed in the stadium, but because we were behind the goal in with all the ultras. And it was just, a, it was everything was planned, I think. Because if you get caught setting flares off, it's a lifetime ban or something over there. So the, um, they bring the, you know, the massive things that cover the whole stand, like flags. Yeah, yeah. them TFOs, I think they call that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And we were getting a, a pie and a, a, a pint at half time. And it just, people started coming, running <laughs> the, into the concourse, taking all the gear off, all the clothes, running into the toilet. And we were like, what is going on here? Someone's going to kick off. So then we've gone back out, and they've set these they've set these flares off, and then things have gone back down. So they've let, let they put this firework display on, and the people that ran in had come back with like masks on, screen masks, and gloves, <laughs> boxer shorts and gloves, and just singing and proper intimidating. Ne- like Parky said, it's probably the most intimidating thing he's ever he's ever seen because you're under this thing for a start. Yeah. Plus you're closed in, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And there's people barging past you and the fireworks getting thingied off. And <laughs> my, my, the, our cameraman in the first half got a jab in the ribs for filming. So he he shit his pants. Um <laughs> put the camera away for the for the majority. So I think Chris got a bit of footage of it being under the under the, the flags and the fellow with the masks on and it was just, I mean, I, but I wasn't, I never thought this is going to kick off because at the end of the day, we're in the, in the home end. Yeah. But Mark, he was, I've never heard him so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he gets a bit chirpy now, I'll just mention Poland away. <laughs> <laughs> but How's the podcast great. going then? Are you, you, you sort of like fully booked for guests and that? No, nah, nah, we just go week, weeks at a time really. It seems to be quite easy at the moment the way, the way the world is just get because not a lot of people are busy or out so yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how we're going to play it through lockdown hopefully we don't go on have to resort back to Zoom because I think you lose the lose the effect of it you don't get the same chemistry but um, if we have to do that we have to do that but hopefully we can sort something out in a hotel maybe because it's working isn't it yeah es- essential work keep working <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah, it's it's we tend to get two or three the week before and just work on a on that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it's been brilliant. I mean, Michael Jubry we had on uh, the other week and he spoke all about the trial when he was at Leeds, you know, with Woodgate and Boyer, and he says he re- very rarely speaks about it. But um, and you could see as he as he was saying it, it was hard for him to 
to go back over, but he said he, he picked the, our platform because he felt like it was the best one to kind of get his side of the story across. Yeah. And to be fair, a lot of people have said, I was one of the people that were booing you, calling you a grass. But after after listening to it, you're a top bloke. And I think that's probably why he did it, to try and ch- change a few people's minds. Yeah. Yeah, it couldn't have been easy. Yeah. I think um, it... I think it helps for you, for you and Parky because you're down to earth. You can actually strike a bond with you. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, if you're just getting interviewed by, you know, a Jeff Shreves, for example, or someone, you know, someone that's a, a well-known pundit, and you probably won't be able to open up as much when it's, you can just have a genuine one-to-one conversation. And it's like, you're sort of at the same level, aren't you? Because you've both been there, you've both played the game. You, you sort of, and it's just a bit of a chat. And I suppose that's when you get people to open up more than anything. That's it, mate. If it, we try not to make it feel like an interview. You know, if you're just firing one-off questions, it, it's hard for people to relax and settle into a proper conversation. I mean, that's why sometimes we record for three, four hours. And then the last hour and a half, you can see them, they're, they're telling you everything because they're, it. they're enjoying it and they're opening up. Yeah. And that's how we want it as well. We don't want to be just firing random questions all the time and, so it's good that when when people can trust you enough to to tell you the highs, but more like even better, it's it's the it's the laws that you want to speak to them about to try and help them in a way. Um, how's training going for your walk? Um, well, we've had to put Kilimanjaro back a year because because of, of the COVID, but I think we're doing Hadrian's Wall instead for this year. Then all right, do it the year after. But yeah, you're raising money for it, are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the watch charity uh, organisation uh, but Mark Crossley's done done wonders I don't know if you watch his videos that you're on, on on Twitter he's he's brilliant and he's working he's working his plums off to try and get people on board get different sponsors and just raise awareness for, for people that are struggling yeah to, to get out and walk because it's mad how much it does help I don't know I don't know if you lads are getting yeah. involved in the walking and the exercise and that it's in the day during lockdown you know, yeah. when I was when I was off, you know, it was eight, nine, ten k a day with the pram. It was like, and it it's mentally it helps you so much because especially yeah. when you're in the environment when you you're in you're in four walls or a little every day. It's like you need to get out the house because you know it's it helps you so much. And then what he's doing, you know, he's had, he's had Pep wearing the hats, and he's had he's had loads of different celebrities wearing the walking's brilliant hats you know i've got one i think it's class i think he's done such such great things since he's been off yeah and it's like that the publicity he's getting and you know for you guys going up kilimanjaro with that's just gonna be the lads that i've seen that's going that's gonna be a good doing it let's be honest it's gonna be like a group of mates more than anything from what i can tell yeah and there's a, a bit like chris kirkland he's a he's a great bloke chris uh, yeah He's had his own troubles, yeah. but he's another one who's, who's getting involved with the walking's brilliant and just trying to help people. You can tell he genuinely wants to help people. It's a, it's a brilliant trait for somebody. How are you doing? Yeah, we're all right. Flying at the minute, to be honest, with the pod. Yeah, nice one. I see yeah. you, did, you did the at the training ground. Yeah, we got invited. Well, yeah. Hannah at the club invited me down. Don't know why she chose me, but I'm not complaining. Class. Meant to be nice in it, the training ground. Yeah, really nice place. Really nice place. And got 15 minutes or so with Peter again, Peter Ridsdale. So, Brilliant. yeah. Did you, or, you do this every week then? Uh, debrief and 
what have you? Yeah, pretty much. After it, well, it was supposed to be weekly until someone decided to chuck us in the in the midweek boat as well. <laughs> Jimmy, sorry, lads. I know, man. I prefer the midweek ones, mate. It's like twenty minute now. Nah, it's, yeah. it's a buzz after a game, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, especially where we are now, it's good for you. It helps you, doesn't it? If you just yeah. get and have a bit of crack amongst yourselves. Yeah. And if yeah. people enjoy listening to it, then happy days. Yeah, exactly. You know. In, it, in it, fairness, I think I think the midweek ones have are what has helped. Well, they've played a massive part, I think, in helping us sort of improve recently in terms of like listeners and interactions and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, I, I, I ribbed Jim for it, but it's all good. It's all There's good. A shock. <laughs> <laughs> are you the one that gets thrown under the bus, are you? If in uh, doubt. It's usually me, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cheers, Brownie. Thank you very much. Oh, well, you crack on and enjoy you the rest of your Sunday night. Talk, Cheers, man. Mate. See you, lads. See you later. Catch you later, Brownie. Hello, man. Right. Yeah. Cheers, fellas. Um, I'll see you in part two. The From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor, Lanx Live. Lanx Live is the most popular news source in the county and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. On to matters football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale. He's a North End fan and he asks the questions that the fans want answered. The best thing about Lanx Live is that the news is all free to read and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter. Head on over to lanks.live and sign up today. To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account, at PNE Live. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we've got a couple of listener questions and we'll finish by looking ahead to the Sheffield Wednesday game after the international break. So, yeah, I'll not do what we've done in the past and ask you a question each. It's just a, an open forum, if you will. But, yeah, question one. This one comes from at Andrew Chap on Twitter. And he asks, if we have the usual post-international slumber, is it fair to criticise Alex for not getting to the root of the problem and fixing it? You can criticise a manager when you want, can't you? Yeah. It's always fair to criticise him if you feel like it. Um, but he doesn't lose games on purpose after the break. So yeah, it's, it's not it's not a choice that he, he's made, is it? I think one thing that we are is, I think we're a side that needs rhythm. Um, momentum. momentum. Momentum it is. Yeah. And... I know when you look at a few of the games as well, yeah, have been tough games straight after the break, which has probably skewed the stats a little bit. But yeah, I think for me, it's a bit of an intensity thing. Um, it's going to be hard to get ourselves up for this Sheffield Wednesday game, by the way. It's just going to be one of them. It's just going to be another nasty game, I think. So, you know, we probably will lose again um, and it will be nil out because we can't win after breaks. Um, but yeah, I think it's actually come at a good time for us, this one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think we um we looked out on our feet, didn't we, yesterday? Last ten minutes. I know when we, when we scored, we should we should see the game out, like we said before. But I think we we're just lacking that little bit of energy and creativity yesterday, and I think that comes with a bit of fatigue. You know, yeah. when you've played seven games in twenty days, that it's inhuman to be honest. It you know 
they're not animals. Well, Brownie said it, didn't he, in the first half? He said, if that's what it is, he said, then fair enough. He said, I'll yeah. cut him a bit of slack or words to that effect. Mental yeah. fatigue is probably as big as anything. Yeah, creating absolutely. Creating chances, creating and just being incisive and, and yeah. fresh. So I said before the game yesterday too, so I, I thought we needed a couple of changes yesterday. I know we've come on the back of a, of a win uh, and a good win at that uh, against Reading, but you've got to keep it fresh when you've got such an intense league this year. You know, I think it's 15 midweek games. So it's just going to be ferocious and you've got to use your squad. Yeah. And you've got to have trust in your squad. Um, I suppose on the flip side of it, if you look at our form going into international breaks, done a little bit of research on the back of this question. We've played 13 games since Ike's Neil has been here um, before international breaks. We've won seven, drawn four, lost just two. And that includes yesterday. So the game we lost, the only other game we've lost before international breaks was when we got beat 3-0 away at Ipswich. Mm-hmm. And then we came back. When, when was Alex that? Neil's first season. Alex Neil's first season in 2017. Yeah. Um, and then we went five, well, we went nine games unbeaten after that. We won five and drew four, including all of Christmas. So a lot of the time we've gone into international breaks on the back of a positive result. So, and I think when you go on in on the back of the defeat and the way we've been beaten yesterday, Alex Neil were fuming yesterday and he's going to be fucking angry now for two weeks. That's not what you want to be doing when you've got, you know, a little Scottish manager in charge who's a little bit of a pit bull. Let's be honest. He's going to be fuming for days and he's, he's the lads, you know, they're going to want to put it right sooner rather than later. And unfortunately, they've got to wait two weeks for the Chef Wednesday game. And I think when they get out there against Chef Wednesday, at home as well, knowing how our home form's been, they've got to hit the ground running. And you know what? It might be back to the blitz in terms of that first 20 minutes for us trying to blow them away. Mm. I, I don't, know, to God it is. don't know why we, uh, we, we moved away from that. Yeah, I know. We, well, it was such a positive feature of our game. Mm. You know, but it, I think it came when, when they had that guy come in and, you know, when we had all the hamstring injuries yeah. and we, we sort of, we loosened we off had, in terms we had of the intensity. Audit, didn't we? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. So they loosened off in terms of the intensity after that. And I think we've struggled in terms of first 20 minutes since. Mm. It's not like we've been blowing teams away like we were doing. Yeah. Um, so I know that's probably a really long answer to this question, but I think we just wait and see what the reaction is in two weeks' time. I, I know that's probably, probably the shit house answer, but it's best way I can say it because I think if you're looking if you look at getting bodies back by the way I think Hughes Davis Bauer Fisher's not fit Pearson you know Browns might go and play for Ireland but he's played a lot DJ might go and play for Jamaica but he's just coming back from the injury you know we've had a lot to contend with Um, I think the two centre-halves are pivotal coming back yeah, you know as much as Story's done all right, he's making mistakes and he's just getting punished for him I think Hunt's, you know, he'll do a job, but he's not in the same league as Davis or, or Bowie, unfortunately. You know, age isn't on his side either. And whilst he's, what, 14 appearances off getting this 300, we've got to start winning games, haven't we, ultimately? And I think that's what it comes down to. Hopefully Davis gets two weeks on the grass, maybe an inter-squad well, game or something like had, that under, under the belt. two weeks already. Not been on the grass though, have they? Not oh, has the he not? They've hardly trained. Like, like Ollie said this week, you know, they've hardly trained this week 
Barrow, right. from what Ollie's mentioned. If you think about, we played Saturday, so you'll have Sunday, you'll have Sunday off. You'll have a light session on Monday. Tuesday's your match day minus one. Wednesday's your game. Thursday's your recovery. Friday's your match day minus one. Saturday's your game. Yeah. yeah. So no, people need to think about it like that. Like, you can't just get people on the grass and train them every day. Yeah, they're not they're not going to be integrated into the squad when you know 13, 14 players are going to be doing match day recovery on the day after a game. It's just not going to happen. I um, think what what Jimmy mentioned before as well about players needing a rest. I'd be interesting. I might look it up. How many times he's rested the likes of Davis, Pearson, Brown, and Johnson? Obviously, they will have had injuries, which will have you know put them out of contention. But how many times? It's not a rest, though, is it? How many times have they been available but not started the game? And I bet it's very little, even though you know Brown's played 10, 11 games for us. Um, or all bar eleven minutes, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. you know, the only reason he might end end up getting dropped out is because of an injury. I think he's on four yellows now, by the way. So that might actually not be a bad thing if he gets his fifth yellow. Yeah. But, so yeah, he's very reluctant to rest rest key players. Yeah, it's understandable in a way, though. It is understandable in a way. Yeah, I think when you look at this next month as well, we've got when they come back against Sheffield, they've got nine games in less than a month. Oh, it's horrible, so, isn't it? So we've just done seven games in twenty days, and then we're going to do nine games in less than a month. Yeah. So, you know, some of these players will have played well in excess of 20 games in less than three months after a shorter pre-season. Yeah. You know, it, this is going to catch up with us, you know, muscular fatigue injuries. They're all going to creep in. I think, you know, we've seen this week about Guardiola spoke about, I think it's a 47% increase in muscular injuries compared to the same stage of last season. Yeah. And I've got a bit of a piece coming out this week on, on our website about our strength and depth headache. And, you know, the, the figures are there to in black and white. It's like I think it's eighty-two. I know this is Premier League run about, but it's going to be even worse in the Championship. You know, there's eighty-two muscle injuries so far this season compared to fifty-nine at the same stage last year, and we're playing we're playing extra eight league games. You know, we're in the Carabao Cup earlier, and we've obviously we got through the first round as well in that. So it's there's look just going to be look mounting. at the injuries we've had already. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Andrew Hughes. You know, Fish has not been right. Hughes, Davis. Bauer, Piero, Johnson wasn't right, was he? So, you know, we've had a lot to contend with already. So it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah. And, you know, we're only carrying 23 players, I think, because obviously Nugent's staying at home watching loose women. Um, and Hudson's out on loan, so he's not even... Although, interestingly, he was back back with the squad yesterday. He was at Robert Yeah, well, they're all going to be back, aren't they? They're all back. Who was that, Sorry. Hudson, Hudson. O'Reilly, they're all back because non because non league stopped. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. um uh, is it Holland Wilkinson, the lad who was on loan Lancaster. at Lancaster, he's yeah. he played yesterday as well for the youth team. So they're all yeah. back at North End because yeah. the end of the day makes sense. Not, oh absolutely. What you don't want them sat on their arse for four weeks, do you? You might as no. well get them trained. Because from what I gather, the young lads, this Holland Wilkinson, he was still training at North End each during the week. And then obviously playing the games and doing the game prep with Lancaster. So why wouldn't you do that as well? To be fair, yeah. because he's playing at a good, a decent standard coaching at North End, and then he can go up and play at Lancaster. Or he can play. There was another one went went to play for Chris Humphrey at Kendall, didn't they? So 
you know, it's a mixture of things. So, yeah, I think it's just let's get through this international break, hopefully, you know, get our squad back together and we, we see where we go. Yeah. Question two then. Uh, this question comes from at P 93 on Twitter and he asks, what now for Shawnee? He's not gotten on the pitch much recently and he's only played 11 minutes since Cardiff. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Um, I was thinking about this actually last night because how many minutes he started? He started, I think, about 370 minutes he's played, which is four games in it, really. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought at first he was, you know, managing him alongside Sinclair. I thought they'd share a workload um, on the left-hand side because I don't think he really sees him as a number nine now with Reese in building. Um, and obviously Sinclair's flipped over to the right and Potts has gone on the left. So it, it, it's, it's a tricky one, this, for Shawnee because he has lost his pace. Um, and is he better than Sinclair? Um, so I don't know if there's room for both of them on, on the same pitch at the same time. So... It's a good question because honestly, I'm not sure. Obviously, he just signed his contract. He will, he will come into the team and get get games. Of course, he will. But yeah, it's similar similar situation with Barkey as well. Yeah, it's um, he's played 78 minutes since last international break. Mm. He's, only, he's only started one of those games. He started the Cardiff game, but um, yeah, it's funny because he played the exact same amount of minutes at Brentford and scored as he has done since last international break. So it's just been, I think it's one of those international breaks that's come at probably the wrong time for him, you know, and obviously Emil come in as well. It's, um, yeah, I think it highlights the deficiencies we've had up front for the past two and a half years as we've banged out enough on this podcast. But I don't know where he fits in because, like you say, him and Sinclair, they're, they're probably moments players, aren't they, in terms of little bits of pockets, you know, little turns of pace and, you look at the amount of penalties he won last season at the start of the year and and that sort of thing, and it's that little bit of a burst of pace and falling over or getting tripped, whatever you want to call it. You know, oh, that won us you know, that won us the penalties. And yeah. You just not I don't think you'll see that. You couldn't see Sinclair starting on one wing and Maguire on the other. Mm. For me. I'd, uh, you know, as, as maybe that's the way he needs to go. Hard. Maybe that's the way he needs to go. Is, actually. You know, we take pot starting for granted, don't we? You know, maybe you can go with two attackers out wide. Well, if it, his, his choice is Maguire or Barkey, isn't it really? Because obviously Bowden's yeah. not even Bowden's not even. Yeah. A, uh, he's an afterthought, isn't he? At the minute, let's be fair. Yeah, I think so. the thing is, I think they, like you said, they are quite similar pocket players. I think Barkey at least stretches the game for you. Yeah. And you know, I think Reese is going to be the first choice up front now. So there'll be games. He'll come into the team due to form, injuries, suspensions, etc. But he might just have to take his chance when he gets it because it might become a bit of a Harrop situation for him. Yeah, and again, he's another one that's... It's funny, isn't it? Because the two... They both signed new contracts this summer. Mm. Him and Harrop. Both both nowhere nowhere near the team. 127 minutes for Harrop in the league. It's it's about 10 minutes a game, isn't it? Um, It is now, yeah. It's 11 11 games in, aren't we? So... I think only uh, only Galli and Bowden have played less outfield players... Uh, well, Gally, you can understand. Yeah, but it just, you know, Sinclair has been used a lot. Um, Potts has been used a lot. So it might, it might be a, a case of rotating more. Jimmy said nine games in less than a month. 
you know, he's going to have to rotate. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think you can probably try and squeeze him in at home, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that's both your questions answered. Sheffield Wednesday then, fellas. Obviously, as we've mentioned earlier, it's, it's a post-international break game. They, you would imagine, will be maybe a little bit more up for it than... Yeah, they're on great form. Prior... Nine points in uh, in one day, apparently. Sheffield Wednesday. Nine <laughs> points in one day? Yeah, they won yesterday, didn't they? As well as the six points. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. well, I was coming on to that and I didn't even twig where you were going. But yeah, obviously they've had their points deduction dropped from uh, 12 to six. So yeah, like you say, Ollie, it's nine points in one day. Um, they might fancy the chances of staying up now. Maybe a little brighter glimmer of hope than than previous they'll probably be well aware of our home form or Gary Monk and his his coaching staff will so it's not going to be an easy game but they've they've had a pretty poor run yeah I think they've, yeah, they have. they've won one drawn one lost four of the last six by the way Preston are eighth in the in the form table for the last six games not bottom eighth in well, the form table Preston we're getting relegated according to some people Eighth in the form table, um, but they'll we're come actually, and attack. We're slapped by mid. We're slapped by mid table, aren't we? Yeah. That's the we're, we're the same points off the drop zone as we are off the playoffs. Yeah. So you, you can't be much more mid table than us. No, and you know, look at the players that we've not had available, and we're we're probably not in a false position. Um, and we said it the other week as well. Without those players available, we are probably just a mid table team. I don't understand what people expect us to be, though. All right, often one here. Wrap <laughs> yourselves this, in, people. All right, but I just don't understand where where people expect us to be in the league. You look at the squad. Top you've six. Got, but it's not a top six squad. I know, I know it's not, but that's what people expect. I just don't understand where they can come from with that. You've got the three teams that have come down with the highest parachute payment ever in Watford. Bournemouth and Norwich. Norwich, who've bounced back the last two times, have come back, come down. Have got a bloody good squad. They can spend five million pound on Jordan Hugill, who would, you know, let's be honest, we've missed for two and a half years. I still miss him. Yeah, well, we know you still miss him. You'll miss him till the day he retires. <laughs> um, but it's like I don't, I don't understand what our expectations are. Yeah, we finished ninth last season with a, with the seventh lowest budget in the league. Yeah. Right. That's the, that means we should really be finishing seventeenth if you do it off off turnover and budget. I, I mm. just don't understand. I think we've, I said it. Got... I said it to you too yesterday. I think this is what it feels like to be a mid-table team. You will win one week, you lose the next week. That's, you know, that's people, the championship. Exactly, that is the championship. It's not I'm a big like... deal. You lose to Rotherham in a, in a tough game. It's not a big deal. You know, people have, well, you've just said it yourself, Jim. People have over expect overinflated expectations when it comes to North End. But, but it's um, because the, it's because they've seen, and I get it. They've seen other teams around us do it. They've seen Burnley go up, be successful, and maintain the Premier League status. But they've done it the right way. They, they went up, they dropped down, they took the money, they reinvested, they went back up, and they've stayed up. Blackpool. Well, I'm not being funny. Just look at the state of that club. Yeah. Right. They had a, a crooked owner who. I wouldn't wish on anyone apart from them, right? <laughs> Who then took all the mo- took the money and, ra- and pretty much ran. They went down to League Two. Let's not forget about that. Uh, it's took them what best part of when did they when did they go up to the Premier League? Two thousand and ten was it? Twenty eleven? Yeah. yeah, something like that. 
so the last 10 years, they've gone da- they've gone up, down, 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 stayed there, gone up in the playoffs under Gary Bowie, I think. I can't remember who took them up. Don't really yeah, I care. Think it, I think it was. And, and now they're in the bottom four of League One, from what I gather. Yeah. And it's great passing on league opposition today. I'm not being funny. You give us our situation every day of the week, don't you, really? You be careful what you wish for, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so there's them. Rovers, not being funny, but, you know, the bloody hokey-cokey that's down there with the Venkis in out, shake it all about, <laughs> not sure what they want. But, we, you know, they've, they've been, they won the Premier League in 95, whatever it was, but the, the Venkis are chucking money at them. The, the Venkis have chucked over 120 million quid now since they took over 10 years ago. And where's it got? Went down to League One, came back up, same as us. They've got, they haven't got the playoffs. Well, probably have, yeah. Yeah. I think well, Alex Neal is a victim of his own success for me. Yeah. He's finished seventh and ninth in two of his three seasons. With, were, like Jimmy said, a bottom seven budget. Yeah, which were overperformances, over mainly due to the likes of Robinson, Hugel, Pearson, Davis, Johnson, Brown, Fisher. You take them out of the team, this is, you know, it's honestly... It's a one team. Not it's rocket, one team if you take them out. It's not, it's not rocket science at all. You know, I wasn't even... You, you lose games like Rotherham with the team that we've got. You lose them games sometimes. If, it, it's a game of fine margins. You know, you hit the post in, in the 85th minute, they have, they have a, a goal from a transition and a set piece and you lose the game. You move on. It's, the best teams in the world lose football matches. Kevin De Bruyne missed a penalty today from 12 yards. I knew yards. you were going to say that. Well, it's true. It's yeah, like, no, it's, no. It's, it's, I don't, I just, yeah. It, it frustrates me because I don't understand where, yes, we all want to be top, we all want to get to Premier League. You know, I don't think there's anybody at the club more, that wants it more than Alex Neal. I think he's probably, I think he's probably the person who wants it more than anyone. Mm. But, come on. Yeah. You've got, we've got to be realistic in this day and age. We've not got hundreds of millions of pounds in the bank. Yes, Trevor Hemmings is, is a multi-millionaire, but he can only invest so much each year in our football club. Do you want the, do you want Deepdale to get sold to, to, to a Trevor Hemmings company for 30 million quid? <laughs> and, and become then, the Magnus get, Stadium or something like that. Or whatever. But, but this is being serious. Do you want that to happen? We, we've, we castrate the likes of Sheffield Wednesday and Derby and bloody whoever else has sold the stadium in the past two or three years to get around FFP. Uh, but we've just got unrealistic expectations of what the manager can achieve. He's, he's operating the transfer window with one arm, arm behind his, one arm tied behind his back and being blindfolded for two years. He's, yeah, whoever bought Tom Bayliss, we don't know. Brad Potts cost a million, million and a half pound. But he's developed the likes of Jordan Hugill to get nine million quid for him, Callum Robinson, Greg Cunningham, you know, the, the, the big five as the of so-called coined themselves. Um, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's developed these players to a far better ability that, that they are when he came in in 2017. What, what's he going to do? You, can, you, you can't, you know, you, you can only put glitter on so much shit to make it fucking stand out because that's all it is, isn't it? We're just yeah. chucking a bit of glitter here and there to make it shine. And I think as well, we people that listen... Uh, are going to be more than aware of our stance on the manager. It just because we 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 think that he's the guy for the job, it doesn't mean that we can't criticize him. We have criticized him in the past when the times are right. But what what I sort of not pull my hair out, but what frustrates me is that you never see these people coming forward and saying 
X or Y will do a better job. Or I think X or Y can will come in and, and do whatever. I don't think there's many, if any managers out there that we can attract that would come in and do a better job. Anyone anyone who's got a PNE connection, obviously they'll do a better job. Well, yeah. Graham Alexander, Gareth Ainsworth, Michael Appleton. They'll all do a better job. Yeah, but look at they all they're all apart from Greta employed. Right. So that's going to cost you money to, to get him. Trevor Evans doesn't like spending money at the best of times. So we've got to be realistic. You know, Greza has got sacked from three jobs for playing football from the 1970s. It's yeah. the football football's version of the Antichrist. And I'm, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm a big fan of Paul Cook as well, but he's never finished as high as Alex Neal has in a championship and he spent a lot more money. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So let's not forget that. He spent quite a sum of money at uh, Wigan. Yeah. And Alex, Alex has come out and said it in the last few days. It does not matter where your points are accrued from, home or away. It does not matter. Especially eighth, at the minute. We're eighth in the form table. You know, I think we're 13th or 14th in the league. I've not looked at the table, to be honest, since yesterday. But, you know, we're bang in the middle. Just one of them. Sheffield Wednesday, then. What do you reckon? Are we doing predictions? or? <laughs> I, think, I think it's a bit yeah. early. I think it's, it's early. It's massively early. But... I also think we need to just discuss a little bit about them as a team. You know, I think this could pretty much fall into our our hands quite easily. You know, they play three at the back. We've done all right against teams. Well, we've not done all right at home against teams that play five at the back. But they're but, but, but two they've... wide players are, are wingers, aren't they? Yeah, they so... do play. A, they do play a genuine three at the back. Do you remember the away game there? Yeah, but we. we... We we went, I know we I know we went a goal down, but we absolutely did him tactically. Yeah, we were all over him. Surely had a chance in the first half, really, really good opportunity when he's just yeah. like, and then obviously the trees come on and, and change the game and bullied him. We started but, two up front, I think, as well that night. Stoke yeah. as well, they played three at the back. First 20 minutes until Barky came off, we looked miles the better, well, got sent off. We looked miles the better team. Yeah. Yeah, think first, that, goal, first goal is massive against teams who play five at the back. But Sheffield Wednesday are a bit of an outlier in the way that they only have three actual defenders on the pitch. And normally, you know, they don't have more than two centre-backs in the back three. So, yeah, I think they play f- sort of 5-2, five, 5-1-2-2, two, five, two, two, don't they? So, two attacking midfielders, two strikers, I think. I think Windass has been playing up there for them. Yeah, he went him, Kachunga and Adam Meach yesterday. Was yeah. that front three? And then Barry Bannon and... Some de- some Dutch lad behind him. Not even going to try and pronounce his surname. Does, um, does it begin with B? P. Pelu- oh, P- yeah. Pelu- Pelupesi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pelupesi. Yeah. Oh, mate. When I look at that, I was like, "How am I saying that?" <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, obviously, they got a point yesterday. Um, home to Millwall. So a nil-nil draw. They've kept two clean sheets on the bounce actually. So obviously, they got a, a good win the week before. Um, beating Bournemouth, Bournemouth but obviously they only scored the goal when they went down to 10 men and it was a penalty lost four on the trot before that yeah and against four very well apart from Brentford probably average teams I know that's probably going to hurt me saying that about no. Luton but no um, Luton are not an average team I know I know they're not it's just no it's they're very everyone good will see them, everyone sees them as an average team don't they because it's Luton, little Luton but yeah. that's probably like team see little Preston Yeah, you know what I mean but Luton yeah. You've got to give them credit, haven't you? You know, yeah. in terms of their form at the minute, they're just absolutely flying. It's like it shows what you can do, doesn't it? But absolutely, yeah. We just we just wait and see, don't we? But it's a genuine 
we we wait and see what these next two weeks bring. I think the the key thing with Sheffield Wednesday is they're not scoring many goals. He's only scored six goals all season. Jesus. So only there's only Derby who've scored less than him in the league. Wickham have scored the same. So yeah. It's one of those where let's hopefully we can keep a clean sheet. Hopefully we can get a couple of goals finally at home. Hopefully early on and then look to kick on after that because obviously we've got a, a bit of a, a big game that week during the midweek. So yeah, um, we don't need to mention who they are because we know who they are. But um, yeah, we need to put them in the place because the Ballon d'Or winner, you know, he, he's going to be picking up his trophy in six months' time. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. Thank you very much, fellas. Much appreciated. No worries. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can. That big purple button is where you press it. Yeah. It'd be nice to uh, nice to see some five-star reviews rather than the one-star we got this week for saying that we kiss Alex Neal's ass. Oh, I forgot. Well, I'll finish by saying I hope you've enjoyed the Alex Neal show, folks. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to episode 15 of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, don't forget that you can support us here at From the Finney with a one-off donation or a regular donation. It's entirely up to you. If you're a small business or you want something plug in or shouting out on the podcast, let us know as well. And we can sort all that out. Yeah, if you want to do that, just go to supporter.acast.com forward slash from the finny. Massively appreciated. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, lads. No worries. See you soon. See you yeah. later.